Welcome to Couch Chats, your go-to podcast for raw and inspiring messages from myself and other female entrepreneurs all around business and mindset. I am your host, Jess Williamson, an award-winning business and mindset coach and a serial entrepreneur having scaled four successful businesses. My purpose is to help you unleash your unique superpowers and to build the life and business of your dreams. Let's get into today's episode. I am so excited for today's guest. I have Monique joining me all the way from Sydney. You may know her as the socialista over on Instagram. She's an Instagram coach and social media manager who helps coaches and service-based businesses turn their followers into dollars. She is an absolute queen at all things reels, and she is going to be sharing with us today the ups and downs of growing a business, where it all started, and how you can have more success on your social media too. So let's get into the episode. Hey, Mon, I am so excited to have you on Couch Chats today. Thank you so much for having me, Jess. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for joining me all the way from Sydney. We were meant to be hanging out a few times, but look, <laughs> the world had different plans. So hopefully sometime soon. Let's see. Hopefully in like four months. Put it in the calendar. It's going to happen. Four months. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm excited to chat to you today because you just have so much knowledge around reels, around Instagram, and you've done an incredible job at growing and scaling your own business in the last few years as well. So I'm excited to chat. But firstly, I would love to rewind a little bit and just get you to share where it all started. Where did the passion for Instagram come from? How did you end up here? Good question. So this is actually a very similar story to a few people that I've spoken to, but when it comes to Instagram and social media, I just sort of fell into it. And I know it sounds weird, but I definitely did. I was at uni and I was studying communication and media, majoring in digital media and journalism. And then during this time, I was doing internships and jobs, et cetera. And I applied for a job. It was like an editorial job, like writing and and blogs and stuff like that. And the side of that was running their social media. So it was social media slash that. And I hated my life. I hated social media so much. I hated being able to, having to post all the time, being online all the time, and just not having that separation. Hated it, right? And I know so many people hated it as well. So I left there and I was like, I'm never doing that again. And so after that, I ended up applying for a full-time job because I was finishing uni and I applied for digital editor writing, editing content, you know, my jam. When I was in the interview, she's like, oh, we're actually looking for someone to run socials as well. And I was like, oh, okay. And so she offered me that job right off the bat. And I was like, oh, okay, no worries. I'll do it. I loved it. It was so good, but I feel like the place that I was at really tarnished what social media was and, and what it could be and, and the pressure and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, I can do this on my own. And I did. And at the time I was living at home where I was like, you know, if anything happens, I've got a roof over my head. I'm fine. Like this, this is like the perfect time to go out on my own and just, just start. 
So I did. I put my Instagram handle out there. I made the Instagram handles in my first post and I got a huge, incredible welcome from the community. And I think that was the best thing that kickstarted my career is just really investing not only in getting clients, but building the community first. Yeah. Did you leave that job and then just jump straight into it or were you still working? So I worked part-time. So I was working same thing, social media management and marketing for another small business in my local area. And I did that part-time with the intention to leave then. And they knew that. I said, hey, I'm looking at this job. I'll do it for you guys, but I'm not I'm not going to be here for long. This is just that in-between. They're like, yep, that's fine. No worries. So I did. I did that three days a week and then I toned that down to two and then they became my client. So it worked out really well. <laughs> Perfect. And I love the honesty as well, right? Because a lot of people I think have a bit of shame around having side hustles or they think that their boss or whoever's hired them is not going to hire them because maybe they have a side passion. So for you, it worked in your favor and ended up getting you a great client out of it. It did. And I think when it comes down to that, it's like, where do you see yourself in a year's time? Right. And if that job or that opportunity that you have doesn't align with that, then why are you doing it? Because if you really want that side hustle, you are going to find a job that will allow you to work part time. You will find that opportunity and that opportunity will come to you as opposed to you just settling. Because what happens when you settle? You end up in this full time job. You find it even harder to leave. You then can't turn that into a part time job to turn, you know, your time into your side hustle. And it's just like, that's it. That's the next 10 years of your life if you don't decide to, to leave and make that change. Oh, I love that. And I think so many people put so much unnecessarily pressure on themselves around making these decisions or expecting the worst that no one's ever going to hire them. And the fact is there are jobs out there. It's not always the easiest, but the jobs are out there if you're looking for them, right? Exactly right. And it's about just really putting yourself out there and just making your intentions known because who knows, that could work in your favor. Like I said, with that that part-time job, they were really great business people. So they gave me really great insight into what it's like running a business, setting prices, setting expectations and what that looks like. So I had a really great stepping stone. Whereas if I went in and keeping that to myself, you know, I'm doing this side hustle on the side, and, you know, hush, hush. I would not have had that sort of experience and had that sort of insight. They would always say to me, Monique, this is for your business. This isn't just for us. Like this is for you as well. So it was really great to have that sort of fostering community that really believed in my idea and what I was doing. Beautiful. I, I think honesty is the best policy in all situations. <laughs> I love that it worked out for you. So how long ago was this when this was all happening? So I started The Socialista in 2018. It was August, I think, and it was a side hustle. So it was very, very small. I was really focusing first, again, on the community and then the clients later. I had a vision for what I wanted my business to be and did start out as your local social media management you know, agency. But I really did have a bigger vision for it to be this sort of trailblazer in terms of building a community, fostering um, relationships online and and being the go-to person in the sphere. So I took some time and instead of really freaking out and saying, well, I don't have clients, I don't have clients, just focusing on, okay, what am I doing to get that future goal that I have? So I focused on connecting with people, making sure that I was, you know, front of mind for lots of people. And I had one client, then I had two clients. And then, you know, five months later, I was fully booked out. Wow. It rolls and evolves. You know, when you're not desperate 
And that's the thing. A lot of people are very desperate, and which is all well and good to, you know, to find clients and find work and jobs. But when you sort of sometimes surrender it and you focus on who you truly are rather than forcing it, people will come to you anyway. Mm-hmm. It's like the scarcity versus the growth mindset. And you are very much in the growth mindset, focusing on the positives, focusing on what you can control on what you, what your vision was rather than focusing on all the clients that you don't have. And I love that you bring that up because it is probably one of the number one things that I work with my clients on or inside of my membership as well is the mindset around that. And it's almost hard to believe until you experience, isn't it? Oh, yeah. 100%. And I think it's so easy for us to compare ourselves as well. We see these incredible business owners from around the world and we're like, well, why can't we be like that person? Or that person just has it or everything just comes to that person. And I'm sure some people are looking at me thinking, wow, she's an overnight success because I've had messages like that. Wow, you've just really blown up and things like that. I'm so proud of you, et cetera. But it's like, it took a lot of time. It took a lot of effort, a lot of hard work, late nights to get to where I am. And it's difficult. It's very difficult, but I wouldn't change it for the world because it it got me to where I am today to be able to afford me the opportunities that I have. We all tend to think of that, that shiny, you know, they've got it all. But, you know, I started as a side hustle. I started with one client and just built my way up from there. Yes. What would you normally respond to people when they do say those kind of things? Like, wow, you've just come out of nowhere kind of thing. Not going to lie. I I kind of feel a little bit awkward. (laughs) Or even when people message me, like I got one today saying, wow, you're killing it because we just shipped off all of our 2022 weekly content planners, which is awesome. And my friend, he was shipping them for me because of the international shipping. It had to be in a certain place. And he was looking at all the countries that we're shipping these to. Canada, US, we've got like Germany, we've got um, Ecuador, like all these incredible places. And he's like, wow, like you're doing so well. I'm so proud of you, la la la. And it just feels like, yeah, it's a lot of hard work. Next question. Like, I just feel really, really awkward sometimes. Or even when people say like, you know, you're smashing it or you've come out of nowhere. It's like, yeah, it's been three years. It's a lot of hard work. And that's where I leave it. (laughs) Yes. One of the best quotes that I heard from Samantha Wills was like, it was a 12-year overnight success. So, <laughs> Seriously, that's exactly what it is because, you know, it's so easy just to look from the outside in and look at their Instagram and say, well, oh, cool, she's killing it or whatever it might be, but you don't really see the behind the scenes of what happens there too. Absolutely. The many, many tears and the sleepless nights and just even having the courage and confidence to put yourself out there is huge. I remember even starting my Instagram, I was so nervous, so nervous. And I decided, okay, I went to the gym one day and this girl that I haven't seen in years, I went to school with her. She goes, hey, Monique, what are you doing now? And at this point, I'd only just finished up my full-time job and I was intending to start the socialista. And I said, oh, um, I'm starting my own business. So I just started my own business. It's called The Socialista. It's a social media management company, et cetera, et cetera. She goes, oh, it's so cool. I'm like, yeah, you should follow me. Mind you, I hadn't even opened up my Instagram account yet. So when I was at the gym, I was on a treadmill and I was like, okay, quickly open up this Instagram account. So I, I opened it up. I'd already had a few logos that I'd played around with on Canva and I just popped that up. And I just had the account open, no posts yet, just, just so it's there. And I started engaging the people, et cetera, but no, very scary. And equally so putting my face on my brand. Yeah. I'd love to chat a bit about that. So obviously if people came to your account now, 
they would be like, wow, she's so confident. She must have always been super confident. And I get that as well. I'm very much an introvert and some people are a little bit surprised, but those who know me, I'm 100% an introvert. And I think it's kind of the conversation that I'm seeing everywhere online is, oh, I'm just too shy or I'm too quiet or I'm afraid of judgment or whatever it is that might come up. So did you work through any of those or was it a very sort of logical process where you were like, okay, great, I've told her about it. That was a bit scary. I better make the account. Then the next step, I better post a photo or were there things that you actively had to work through? It was the accountability that got me to where I am and putting my face out there and showing up as I am. So like I said, telling her about it, that forced forced me (laughs) to go and open up the Instagram page. And then, you know, posting just graphics and flat lays that I had made and then seeing other people posting their face and talking about how important it is to post their face on on, on brands made me be like, okay, it's time. So then I messaged someone. I said, I'm going to do it. And she's like, yeah, do it, do it. And I did it. And she was like the first person that commented saying, I'm so excited. And then everyone commented. I got so many comments on this first post saying, it's so great to see you, or I love seeing your face and who you are, etc." So it was really nice to have that encouragement, but I definitely had to work through that fear of judgment. You know, what if this fails and my face is on this? What then? Will people think I'm a failure? Will people think that I'm not good enough? Will people think that I'm not worthy enough, right? But I realized, why am I thinking about other people? All of those sentences started with, what if people? What if people? Who are they? I don't even have a specific person in mind. I'm just thinking, what if people? You know what? People don't care as much as what we think they do. Yeah. People are too worried about their own selves and what other people might think of them that they don't really think about you as much as you think they Exactly. Do. Exactly. And we put so much pressure on ourselves for no reason at all. And I read this quote somewhere. I can't remember where I found it, but it's like, you know, at the start, maybe people will say, oh, who does she think she is? What is she doing? Right. But then in a year's time, they'll be there beating down your door saying, oh, how did you do it? Teach me your ways. Exactly. And it's that first bit that you've got to just really have that inner motivation in a way, because it's amazing that you had all of those great comments. And that's what also helped me to keep showing up and keep going was the one person that said, thanks for sharing, Jess, I needed this today. And so that really helped me with the drive. But what I'm also learning is to find the inner, the inner motivation in a way in that you're not always going to, you know, especially if you're just starting and maybe you haven't built a great community yet, you're not going to get the likes, you're not going to get the comments, you're not going to get the feedback and finding that inner motivation, even when everyone's saying, who does she think she is? So what motivates you on days like that? If you, let's say, didn't have this community as much? I think it's about really understanding and knowing what you're capable of right now and what you want to be capable of in, you know, X amount of time. So really just connecting the dots saying, okay, well, I'm here right now and I want to be here. What do I need to do to get me to that one place? Because it's not an overnight success where you click your fingers and you wake up one day and you're like, wow, I'm confident. I'm going to show up on stories and show up and doing this. Like, like it just doesn't happen. And sometimes it may happen where you're feeling, you know, you wake up and you feel great. You're like, okay, I'm going to do something. But what are you doing? What does that look like? So I think it's really important just to really break down what that looks like and how you get from point A to point B, as opposed to saying, okay, well, I need to take this huge step 
what are those smaller steps that are going to get me where I need to be? Oh, I love that so much. Wouldn't it be great if we just woke up one day and we were confident, but it definitely doesn't happen that way. So taking one step every day is incredible. Yeah. I want to change gears a little bit and chat to you about reels because you are the absolute expert at these. And I want to specifically chat about virality. So getting your reels to go viral. So people are always chasing this idea to hack the system and go viral. I mean, I've seen millions of reels about here's how to go viral. You know, you have to use this song or you have to use this hook or whatever it might be. And obviously you with your business partner, Alicia, you guys have built an incredible online course, Rise With Reels, teaching people how to really do this. But what would you say to people who are possibly more so just on that viral hamster wheel and just really chasing that virality and they're burning themselves out or they're finding it all too hard to get their reels going. What would you say to someone in that aspect? Yeah, well, I think it's really important to understand what your goals are and why you're doing what you're doing, right? We don't start a business to be viral in our business. So why do we think that for our socials as well? We see so easily all the people on social media saying, yep, I went viral and this happened or this happened to me and whatever it might be. And it's like, okay, well, What is the purpose here? Why are you doing what you're doing? If you're just creating content to go viral, then you're missing the mark. Yes. You should be creating content to foster and nurture your audience that you already have because you want to replicate the audience that you already have and introduce more of those kinds of people into your community because going viral isn't always a good thing. Mm. A few of my reels have gone viral. One of my most popular reels has 1.1 million views. And, you know, it was just something so simple. I think people just try to overcomplicate reels. I need to do this transition or I need to think of this crazy idea that no one's thought about. Yes, these are great, but the reels that do the best are actually the simplest ones. The ones that have a topic that is just really easy and surface level as opposed to it being over the top and too much in one reel. So this reel that I did that was 1 million was about Instagram stories and like things that you didn't know you could do on Instagram stories, which to me was so mundane. I just put in all the things that I usually do on my Instagram stories and people were just like, oh my gosh, I had no idea how to do this. Thank you for showing me. And I was like, how did you not know? But we forget the knowledge that we all have in our own spheres. And we are experts in our industries for a reason. And people don't know what we know, which is why we are experts. And you could be a beautician, you could be an accountant, you could be a nail technician, and you are a leader in your sphere if you just share the value that you know. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. There's two things that I want to just pull out from that. And one is figuring out why you're doing it. And I talk a lot about figuring out what your idea of success means to you. And I think that's really exactly what you said around, is your idea of success to go viral for the sake of it? Or is it to build a sustainable and thriving audience and business that brings you the right kind of clients? So I think that's really, really amazing takeaway. And the second part, the second thing I wanted to ask you is, Do you have a process? Because like you said, sometimes we think, God, this is boring. Like, why would anyone find this interesting? And then we really tend to overthink it. Do you have a process that you use for yourself where you can bring it back to those simple ideas that maybe we overlook? 100%. And the first thing in my process that I do is I go to my DMs. 
straight away. My DMs are always filled with questions from incredible people asking about, you know, Instagram growth, whatever it might be. That is your goldmine. That is your absolute goldmine because people are asking questions that either you haven't answered or they haven't found the answer to yet. And this will just really give you an insight into what you could or should be doing in your posts and in your stories and your reels. For example, that 1.1 million one, someone actually asked me, hey, how do you do a transparent background in your stories? Mm. And I was getting so many messages from this and I was like, oh, it's just so easy. I really cannot be bothered. And I finally did it and I'd listened. Yeah. And it worked so well. So social listening is so important. What is something that you're seeing on Instagram from your clients, your customers that you're like, oh, if only they did this or, you know, they're missing out on this one thing, do a piece of content on that. Yes. Right. So really respond to your audience where they're at, what they're thinking, how they're feeling, what they're doing, as opposed to thinking, okay, let me scroll through Instagram. Let me find some inspiration, you know, in terms of people you're not even following that aren't even your target audience. I find so many people who are not in my niche or not my, not in my area who are, you know, copying or following the reels that I'm doing, but it's not working for them because it's not made for their audience. Yes. And I think that's the biggest thing that we see from reels as well. To be honest, I wasn't a TikTok user before reels. And when I started to see things coming out, I actually DM'd a few people. I was like, excuse me, do you know everyone's copying your idea? I can't believe it. And then I realized it was like a thing that everyone (laughs) regurgitates, like you follow the trends, right? But when it first came out, I was like, oh my gosh, these people are copying them. I better let them know. (laughs) But now it's a thing. It's like everyone knows you jump on these trends and do that. But I think what you said is so true. People are seeing you have huge success. So I've even seen some reels where people are like emulating everything about you, like your energy, your facial expressions. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is modern, but like, it's seriously, I see it sometimes and they just feel awkward because I can see it in their face, but they're just trying to reenact the facials and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, stop trying to be someone else. Stop trying to be someone that you're not. Your audience, your clients, your customers, they're following you for you. They're not following you because you're a recreation of me. Yes. And to be honest, I kind of got a little bit stuck, like in my own journey with Reels. I'm not the expert at it. (laughs) When I first started Reels, I started thinking, okay, so everyone says you've got to do transitions. And then I was trying to do the transitions and like all this stuff. And then I realized that's not really me to be like dancing around and like super high energy all the time. So now I've just started doing reels. That's almost like a story where I'm just like, say something to the camera and that's it. And I'm like, that actually took me a while to really realize that as well. Yeah, it's about finding your secret source because what works for you and for your audience won't work for someone else. And I think it's about really understanding what your superpower is. If you're great at communicating, then do a reel that really hits home with your audience where you're talking directly to the camera. If you have a really bright, bubbly personality, then maybe like a dancey sort of transition-y high vibe reel, which is my type of reel. You've got people who love like voiceover reels and they just slam it on that because they can really impersonate someone and and build out that community so you've got those kind of different styles there that you can really focus on other than saying okay well this person got three million views I'm I'm going to copy the exact same reel as her and it's just not going to work yes There's been so many messages through this but what I've just gotten the most from you throughout everything that we've spoken about is find what works for you and really go deep on who 
you are, who your audience is, and stay true to that. You know, you don't need to do that alone either. I think we get into this place where, you know, we need to discover who we are or find our own, you know, brand's message and, and things like that when we feel like we are tasked to, to do that by ourselves because it's us. Whereas, you know, you can hire a coach, you can work with someone, you can get yourself in a group where you can surround yourself with people that are going to ignite that in you and, you know, allow you to rediscover exactly who you are because, you know, business is lonely, right? And and doing things on your own can be difficult because you're just inside your head. You're in your lane, you're focusing on one thing and you don't really see that outside perspective. Whereas when you bring someone else into it, you're able to, you know, open your eyes a bit wider and see a broader perspective than where you're at right now. Absolutely. I'm always surrounding myself with so many people that I look up to or who are experts in different things because we also can't expect to be experts in everything, right? So it's so good to have that group of people around you that can help lift you up. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, I would not be here today if I did not have my support network at all. And I think I have my own coach because I believe coaches need coaches. And in order to level up, we need to have someone that we can bounce ideas off of and really think outside the box because we get in our own heads and we get in our own way. And when we have someone who is going to help you stay accountable, you will hit those goals a lot faster than what you think you can and give you that sort of courage and expertise and and knowledge to get to where you want to go. So having a coach is a really great aspect of that, as well as finding someone who can be like your accountability partner. And going back to Alicia, who's my co-creator of Rise With Reels, she was my accountability partner for at least seven months before we even thought about creating Rise With Reels. She was just, you know, loving the work that I was doing, and we just became friends. And every morning we would do a accountability check. So, sorry, every Monday morning we would do a little dance party together over, you know, Instagram DM videos that we'd send to oh each other. <laughs> we'd check in. We'd say, you know, what are our wins? What are our our challenges of the week? And what do we want to focus on this week? So that way, really keeping us accountable to our goals, as well as having someone to lean on, because you don't realize that, you know. There are so many things that are incredible that happen in business, but there are also so many things that don't always go our way, which can feel really tough and really heavy sometimes because you feel like, why is this happening to me? Let's say, for example, someone messages you and they're like, oh, I want a refund or I don't want to do this anymore or they're not happy with something. And you just think, oh, it's just me. It's my fault. I'm a failure. I'm this, I'm that. But when you talk to someone, you realize they experience the same thing, but they, they handle it in a different way. Yes, we can oh all gosh. learn so much from each other and how our minds work in different ways as well. Yes, and it's like, wow, okay, cool. So I'm going to do that next time when they do that, but yeah. I love that. Just having someone in your corner and I loved watching when you guys finally got to meet, I think it was last year. <laughs> and how long was it before you actually met in person? Oh my gosh, that was the best day ever. So for context, Alicia lives in Melbourne and I live in Sydney. So one flight away. So an only only like an hour and 20 minute flight. So it's not long. However, we've been in lockdown <laughs> for pretty much two years. <laughs> and so we haven't been able to see each other. And every time we go to see each other, it's always like so, so complicated with lockdowns, et cetera. And so we had our third launch, third launch? Yeah, third launch of Rise with Reels. And we're like, 
okay, if, if we do this and we're successful, I'm booking a flight and we're doing it. And so we finished those reels and I was like, okay, booking the flight, done. And we spent five full days together. Mind you, we have never met before. And at the time when we were booking this and, and figuring it all out, didn't even bat an eye. We're like, yep, you'll stay with me and, and we'll hang out and we'll do work together and la, la, la. Didn't even dawn on me that, wow, what if we don't get along? What if I can't handle being in her space? What if I feel totally outside? Like what? So those feelings did not dawn on us until the day before. And it was so funny because I was having these feelings, a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of, you know, nervous feelings inside me. My heart was racing. She was also having the exact same feelings as well. Um, But when we arrived, she was there at the airport with this massive sign that said Rules Queens with a bunch of flowers. And I came down, I ran down. And the first thing she said to me when I came down the stairs, she's like, wow, you're short. Oh, (laughs) thanks, Alicia. So that was May when we first met each other we started rise of reels the november before so it had been six months we started a whole other world of our business together without ever meeting and then a month or two later we turned rise of reels into its own company so we now own a joint company together it's really interesting because a lot of people said you know how do you trust someone you never met or you know how do you go in and do that and at the time because we weren't a company all the money for rises reels was going into my account and not to her and obviously i would transfer the money to her once i split it big responsibility <laughs> huge and from on her perspective huge trust too yes so yeah it's really interesting and, and one thing that i really want to stress here as well is business comes in all different shapes forms and sizes you do not need to conform or fit yourself into this you know idea of what a business could look like because i started my business yeah mid 2018 with no website i didn't have a website for a year and a half but if i let that stop me i would be a year and a half you know, into my business, like I would have missed out on so many opportunities because I didn't, I let that, you know, become a roadblock to stop me. So I think it's really important to say, okay, well, what do I have now? What do I want? What would be nice to have? And what can I work towards? Because, you know, we all don't start a business with everything lined up straight away. Couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I've lived my whole life like flying by the seat of my pants, I feel like. So I'm with you on that one. But I know that a lot of people, you know, let that be a roadblock. So I love that you're sharing that as well. Yeah, even with the projects that you have, we created and sold Rise Reels the first round without even recording a single video. Yeah, I'm like that as well. I've done that multiple times. And the good thing about that is, firstly, you don't know if anyone's going to sign up. So it saves you time, but it saves you time. You can then create it with that audience in mind as well. So it's really, really helpful for the whole process. Exactly. You have that immediate feedback loop, which is incredible. And you're able to really focus on the launch rather than focusing on, okay, let me get all the content out. Let me get all the, the videos ready, the, the worksheets, the booklets, the this, the that. But it's like, okay, you're focusing on the wrong place because that's not what's going to make you money. Yes. Right. So focusing on those money making activities is really important, especially in those, you know, first few maybe weeks, months of you launching or creating something, whether it be your your business or whether it be a course, focusing on those money making activities, which is those relationship building pieces of content that you could be putting out on socials. 
Oh my gosh, so, so much value in here. I feel like we could just continue chatting all day. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge. And honestly, can't wait to see where the rest of your journey continues to take you. But just before we finish up, where can people find you and connect with you if they're not already <laughs> amazing well you can find me at the socialist style with an underscore at the end you can also find us at rise with reels course where we have our instagram reels course our instagram reels planner well actually content and weekly planner it's a bit more than a reels planner and you can find all of our resources and coaching with me as your instagram coach and things like that so yeah you can find me there everything's on Instagram, which is perfect. It sure is. <laughs> your Instagram is your digital shop front and you need to be putting your best foot forward there. It's basically like your new and improved website because people validate, you know, if they're the right fit for you or if they want to work with you or follow you based on your Instagram. So sometimes you just need to post that post, share that Instagram story, just go out and do it and be who you are because you're going to connect with the right kind of person who's going to want to work with you. Absolutely. I've received a few DMs where people are like, I don't know how I found you or where you came from, but I followed you because I loved your vibes. <laughs> yes. And that's the thing. So many people, like I got a discovery call with someone, they're like, oh, I really want to work with you. I don't know what you do yet, but I'm in. <laughs> and it's like, okay, no worries. <laughs> your vibe really attracts the right kinds of people. And I think it's just stop holding your back, holding yourself back from letting that shine. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. And like I said, I can't wait to see everything that you continue to grow and achieve and share with this world because you've already done so much in a short time. So cannot wait. Thank you. You're the best. Thank you so much for having me. And I cannot wait for us to officially meet in real life. <laughs> oh my gosh. We're going to have a big celebration, I think. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much, Mon. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Couch Chats. I hope you took tons of notes from that session. Mon has so much knowledge to share and she has had such an incredible journey. So if you did enjoy this episode, make sure you screenshot it, share it to your social media and make sure you tag myself at jess.williamson8 and Mon at The Socialista and we would love to share the love right back. As always, I will see you next Tuesday. Bye.